Okay, this is the Longest Journey to Film podcast. I'm Russ with my co hosts. Dan. Hi. And hi, I'm Liam. And this is um, our first episode. So it might not, you know, be the best thing ever, but um, I'm sure we'll figure out what we're doing eventually. Right? I certainly hope so, otherwise it will be this awkward all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be better eventually. Yeah, and we will be talking about Ichi the Killer in 2001, directed by Takashi Miike. Um, Is it Miike, or is it... Like, it's Mike, yeah. I think it's Mike. It's not Mike, was, that's for sure. Oh, Actually, Michael. Say it is Mike. That's my bad. Mike, you, you missed, uh, missed the extra I there. That was just drawn out. Mike. Takashi Mike. 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 Okay. I'll make a mental note. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, are we going to get right into the discussion of the movie, or is there something else we're going to say, or what? Well, before, before I think before we start discussing the movie in depth, I think we should like say like briefly like what we think about the movie, like each of okay. us, like what each of us thinks about the film, and then like we can start discussing it more. Yeah. So this was my recommendation. Um, I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Um, it's in probably my top thirty, I'd say. Uh, actually, I think it's my thirtieth favorite movie on my favorite movies list on Letterboxd. Um, just I'll, I'll get into talk about all the different stuff I love about it, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I think so. I, I, I also really love this movie. It's not like um like a really high favorite, but it's um I'm a big admirer of what Takashi Miike did with this and I, I'm I really like how he doesn't he's not afraid of going places that a lot of a lot of filmmakers wouldn't really go. Um and he yeah, he, he's just really good at making these kinds of movies and I think he nails it. Dan, yeah, I'm. I'm probably the only one in this group that doesn't love it as much. Um, but I'm gonna summarize it for everyone here, so in case you haven't really heard about it, um, he, uh, a sadomasochistic yakuza enforcer, Kakiara, searches for his missus embossed when he comes across Ichi, a repressed psychotic killer, who may be able to inflict levels of pain that Kakiara has only dreamed of. It's a good description. Uh, yeah, we probably wanted a description. Uh, personally, I was not my style. I'm not a huge fan of Takeshi Miike. Um, but I did actually think it was pretty cool how they ex- uh, explored um, sort of power power dynamics between men and women and between classes. And You know, you have the boss and you have the killer. That's something mm. the underling. Oh yeah, absolutely. That sort yeah, of feeds sure. yeah. in, that's feed that sort of feeds into Kakiara, who Yeah. Yeah. Was pretty much his he is the main character despite not being the title. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit confusing for sure. Like you know, you see the posters like Kakihara and it's like each the killer. But it, yeah, you know, was, no, it's not. And I get why it's one called of my that. biggest complaints. Yeah. I get why it's called that because of the um the manga it's based on which I read. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, it's you know it's called Each the Killer, so I get why they named it that. But it's a bit confusing. 
um, because Kakihara really is like the main, sort of the main focus kind of of the movie. Um, and Ichi, even though he's you know also a big part of the movie, it almost seems like he's like the kind of a side character almost for parts of it. You know, you know what I mean? It does yeah. feel like that, yeah. And I fell victim to that the first time I watched it because um, for like half the movie, I thought like Kakihara was Ichi, and I was was confused. But you know, rewatching the movie definitely helped. Um, definitely helped. Yeah, I've seen this one um, four times and once with audio commentary. Um, I want to ask you in particular, Dan, um, did you find it confusing on first watch or um, like what was the plot confusing? Because when I first watched it, I thought like, you know, like what the fuck is going on? I had no idea like who the characters, you know, like um, what their motives were or what they were doing or like, you know, okay, th this guy's with this group, they're doing this. Like I was completely confused. And I just kind of went along for the ride of, you know, um, just like experiencing it because it's very, very crazy movie. Um, but I had no idea what the fuck was going on when I first watched it. I was very, very confused. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for like the first 20 minutes, I was uh, I was trying to make sense, like doing a bit of detective work and trying to figure out who is who and what the hell is Itchy doing. Because I, I, you're kind of thrown into uh, the world in like the first 20 minutes and yeah, it's just well, right in there. When with the, it's like th you're the... thrown into an ocean and you're just trying to find that little floating so you can actually float. Yeah. Um, yeah, just trying then... to grab, like, grab onto something or, like, you know, attach yourself to something that's going on because it's, like, yeah, it's kind of all over the place with, like, um, the opening scene with, like, it's very um, um, jarring editing and stuff. And, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely confusing, but after I've seen it several times, I, I, I totally get the plot and, like, um, what everyone's motives are and stuff. Except for I do have a few questions, but maybe that's more spoiler. Um, that's, this will yeah, be a spoiler. This will be a spoiler-free discussion until we say it's spoilers um, for those who haven't seen it. Um, because I would definitely yeah. recommend this. You watch this movie um, if you don't find some very um, violent and graphic stuff. Um, but I would definitely recommend this movie if, if you can handle some some oh, squeamish stuff. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It has some pretty fascinating themes, even though a lot of them are pretty heavy. Um, yeah, for sure. But I think what, what makes this movie so good primarily is that it kind of feels like like uh, you're putting a puzzle together. And like as the movie goes, you, you're making more and more sense of what's going on and like who, who's who. So it's kind of like it's kind of supposed to be like that. And I think it, it works. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. One. um. One element I really like of it is like, um, like the whole, um, fuck, it's up spoilers. That is kind of spoilers. I don't know. Should we just, <laughs> okay, should we go, go I just realized that most of my man. notes, yeah, I just realized that most of my notes are completely spoiler filled. So, um, okay, so we, okay, let's lift the spoiler ban then. So, if you haven't seen it, I'd recommend you watch it. It is a masterpiece in its own senses and style. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, also, check out uh, Letterboxd. Letterboxd? Yeah, our Letterboxd, if we link it somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I'll, okay. we'll have our, our accounts on Letterboxd accounts linked down below. Um, you mean the description there? Yeah, and check it down. 
Oh, and don't forget to like, subscribe, and whatever. You and want hit to that do. notification bell. <laughs> smash that notification. Yeah, smash. <laughs> Someone needs to edit in that like cringy little sound effect. Just oh yeah, like the like that green screen thing where it's like the animation. Right. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta giveaways down there in the comment section. We don't actually have giveaways. Right? I'm just. Just kidding. All yeah, and then don't forget to Damn. check out our sponsor, Raid Damn. Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> and honey. Don't oh, yeah. Um and don't forget to check out our merch. We got caps, we got shirts. We have a weird coffee mug you'll never use. We do we don't have these things to we, we will eventually only fans. Definitely check oh, yeah. out my OnlyFans. That's oh, our OnlyFans. Quality. We ah, we share the OnlyFans. Yeah. 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 We don't actually have these things. Whatever is down in the description is the only the stuff. Only we do have a letterbox account, so we do have that. Um, so we kind of yeah. We're, I don't. <laughs> we're sort of um, jumping around from discussion. We're drifting to discussion. away from Ichi. We should we should get back to Ichi <laughs> right that, now. Okay. Spoiler yeah. warning. Um, She's gonna cry if we. The, not exactly sure how we'll um um at what point will it stop being spoilers and we'll talk about other stuff. Um but spoiler discussion and spoiler warning, I would recommend you watch this movie um after this I mean, I f- point. Yeah, I feel like it's kinda hard to dance around spoilers for a movie like this, so just they might like jump at you any second, so I do recommend watching this movie and then coming back to this discussion. Yeah, so first off, I just want to say half my notes, um, half my notes here is, is just stuff about like, um, I love this scene, this scene is so cool, or I love this moment that happened, and also just talking about how fucking cool Kakihara is. <laughs> like, Kakihara is cool, uh, and I kind of wish I was, uh, never, um, yeah, you know what's uh, odd is in, in the manga, um, <laughs> he's a lot creepier in the manga, actually. Um, I love, um, ah, fuck, what's his name? I was just. I just had his name on here. Um, the actor. Um, oh, Tadanobu uh, Asano. I might have said that wrong, but um, I think he plays great. Um, actually, oh, I think sure. I like Takahara a bit more in the movie than the manga. But the manga, he's a lot creepier. Um, he's yeah, he's like really creepy in the manga. He's also pretty creepy in this, but um, yeah, he's also really I just creepy. really love his his clothes are really cool, like the leather and like the pink sparkly jacket he's got. I don't want to like the. I don't know. He's just right. he dresses cool. He's um style. Yeah, he's very so, um. But he, he, listen, he, I mean, even though I prefer Kakihara's character much more, I still think Ichi's character is kind of like creepier. Like, yeah, with the crying, uh, the crying the, is really fucking yeah. creepy. Whenever just, he kills someone or is about to or whatever. Yeah, he's definitely the that. darkest. Like, it's it's kind of like when you when you just like take a second and think about it. Like, his character is incredibly dark. Like, what's happening to him and everything. Yeah, and like the whole, that was actually an element I wanted to talk about um, a little bit, um, was the hypnotism. Um, I think his name is Gigi or Gigi. Yeah. Um, um, I saw in the subtitles, I'm not sure if it's the same versions that you watched, but it says like Gigi, in parentheses, old fart. So <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I don't know if they were just like calling that kind of like old man or something, or if that was actually his name, Gigi. I'm not really sure, but uh, Shinya Tsukamoto's character. Um, it's sort of, um, it's not implied, they say it at one point, that he um, has Ichi under, like, hypnotism to, like, yes. um, control his memories and, like, or the fake memories. Um, apparently he killed his parents and, like, what nuts. Um, 
Like um, he did actually kill his parents, like in real life, and then he no, kind of like yeah, yeah, he did. And then um, Gigi or whatever, he uh, took that and used it to use his memories or whatever um, to get him to use him as a hitman, basically. And yeah, it's definitely a very um, dark character. Um, yeah, and it's, it's very like it's, it's twisted very story. sad as well. You know what I really um, love about it, actually, is, like, the entire movie is just, like, um, there's really no good guys. Like, even though you can kind of say Ichi is a good guy, but, like, it's really not. Uh, no, definitely <laughs> maybe, not. Maybe, and, like, it's just mostly, like, you know, terrible people doing terrible things to each other. I guess pretty much the whole movie. Um, <laughs> and that's what we want to like, see sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I think it really works for that. It's, like, um, it's just a really... Yeah, that that's what it is. And it's, like, even... Um, yeah, so, like, none of the characters also, like, I don't think a single character gets out of it, um, like, in a better place or with it dying or, like, being horribly mutilated in some way. Like, um, yeah, there's something else about the very ending, but we can talk about that a bit later, so. Yeah. Any any general thoughts on, on the characters or plot or anything in particular? Honestly, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, Ichi yeah. is probably the like you, you, you. I think in some sense you kind of want to sympathize with him, but honestly, he's kind of twisted and he's twisted in just a really sinister way. But yeah, because like he, he, you can't get sympathy for him. I can't it's, sympathize with him. It's conflicting, yeah, yeah and it's it's kind of what is trying to make you feel because Ichi as a character himself is conflicted because <laughs> like he's. Like, he wants, it feels like he has desire to inflict pain upon people, but at the same time, it's like he has guilt that he feels, but at the same time, like, you know, you can't, you can't feel sympathy for him. Yeah, you know, one thing, um, I think at the, like, beginning, or, um, I forget at what point in the movie exactly it is, but, um, for, like, the first, maybe half of the movie, maybe first 40 minutes or so, um, he's weird, he's, like, you know, the whole thing, standing outside watching the, um, him for whatever beat up the girl and then he talks to her and you know he says like he's gonna kill him for her and then he does and then he's like now i can beat you up instead and it's like exactly it's like he's not yeah he's like even it's almost like he and, and like, yeah i know what you're saying it's like he, he's bad after he kills people and it's like he's like um like when he's like hiding under the blanket from this room or whatever so yeah he's definitely a very conflicted character yeah, I yeah, think that's what makes it interesting. Even though I like Kakihara more, just because, like, I think he steals every scene he's in. But, like, yeah, Ichi's a more... Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Um, he's it's... definitely a more... They're, they're both interesting characters. They both got um, um, depth to their characters, I think. They're not... I still but, feel um... like kind of Ichi's a kind of a, like a deeper character, but um, yeah. Kakihara is... Because you don't really know much about Kakihara, technically. Like, Ichi, you get, you get like, some background... Kakihara, you just know like what you know. You don't really know anything about him apart like from what you're told in the movie, like mm. what's happening. Yeah. And like I really love the um the whole thing with Kakihara. Um he's like um looking for his boss because he would beat him up or whatever. And um then he finds out about Ichi and he's like kind of excited about it. He's like, Oh, who is this Ichi? you know? Um, and like towards the end especially he's like, um, you know, who is this guy? He's he's gonna these horrible things and it's like really excited about it i think that's interesting 
And yeah, this is a, a great example, like a character driven movie, because like this, if you th like the premise itself is pretty simple. Just the guy's looking for his boss that's kidnapped by another another character. But like since the characters are so interesting, that's what makes it work. And that's what makes it so like such a complex movie. Well, also, um, he wasn't kidnapped. He killed him at the beginning and then they cleaned it up yeah, so good kidnapped. that they just think he's kidnapped. Yeah. Kakiya doesn't know that until like three courses of the way through the film. Yeah, it's almost like he's in like um, in denial about it, kind of. He's like, no, he's not dead, you know. We're going to oh, find yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like um, that. I mean, I said this before, but like it has like a lot of comedy in the movie. Like it's not like inherent, like deep down, it's not really a comedic movie, uh, but yeah. it has a lot of it has a lot of comedic moments. Like uh, I wrote down a few. That are just it has a few like moments where um the comedy works very well and it's very it's not like try hard like in comedic yeah. style like it, it's it flows it's very natural yeah it's not a comedy but it's still really funny yeah i, I think it's yeah uh, dan did you find it funny because I, I thought it was really funny actually um no not really i can i can see why it is uk it does have a lot of comedy to him like a like a twisted sense of comedy that I kind of like too. He has a, yeah, he's a like great sense of humor. Mixed with the themes, it came off a little, a little strange to me rather than funny. Yeah, I know what you mean, but like, yeah, the entire movie is very, um, very mean spirited. I think, um, but it's also funny, and um, I think that kind of works for it because it's never really, um, it's very clear what type of movie it is, you know. Yeah, no, I think the comedy all works very well, and it's never tries to go further than it should, in that sense. Of course, the movie does go pretty far in other. Yeah, it, it is. Um, apparently, um, it's still banned in some countries. Like I, oh, I read really? on IMDb. Um, actually, I'm not sure if this is an old thing. Maybe this is updated by now. But it said like. Um, Apparently in Norway, like if you own it, you can be like fined or even really? like, um, I guess just owning a banned movie. But like specifically, this one was banned. It's like other places too. I'm not exactly sure, but um, yeah, it, it was like when it first came out, it was like very controversial. There, there was a thing they um had um premieres of it. They like handed out barf bags. Yeah, I mean it's kind of crazy to me that like. Because, I mean, I understand, I understand, like, the like the controversial movie, but, like, and it deals with, like, some disturbing themes, like, you know, rape and masochism and stuff like that. But, I mean, as a whole, like, you know, when you, the gore and stuff, it's very, like, it's it's very unrealistic. And it's, it's like, kind of, like, kind of feels like you're in a Spy Kids movie at times. Really, yeah, like, it's very... Like that scene where the, yeah. Ichi cuts that guy in half. Dude, that was oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the CGI. That's one thing I will say. This isn't even really a um, a negative. I'd say uh, I think it's sort of um, funny, but um, the CGI is pretty bad in it, um, and it's pretty no noticeable too. Um, but I think that's I think on purpose. Like, yeah, I, I watched the commentary, and Mikay talked a lot about the CGI or the CG team and stuff, and they said that they did put a lot of work into it, um, but it wasn't. Um, he said that they were putting in more work than he actually wanted. It's like they do it, and he's like, oh, that's fine. But they, like, wanted to do it until it was better and better. Just, <laughs> um, like, um, yeah, like, some, some scenes, like, um, 
Um, specifically, I'm thinking of the scene where um, Ichi goes in and kills a whole um, room full of Kakihara's guys, and you just see blood squirting out the door. And it's like, that looked oh. like really bad CGI blood. Um, yeah, that felt very slapstick kind of humor. Yeah, but it's like, exactly. It's not like it's like trying a cartoon. to be like a... It's not trying to be like a really, you know, disturbing, realistic. It's like, it's got a very, um, almost like, um, fantasy, not fantasy, but like, it's got a very over-the-top tone. Um, and that's one thing I wanted to say. Um, it really captures the tone of the manga very well. And a lot of um, manga and anime, anime um, live-action adaptations, um, sometimes the characters just look like they're like cosplaying. You know what I mean? Where it's like looks really cheesy because it's like everyone's normal, and then they have like these really cheesy costumes. But like it's a Mike movie, you know, Takashi Mike movie. It's really weird. That just works. I think it's that just like um, I think Mike can do like a really good um, anime or um, a manga adaptation. He, he's like the best at that, at least that I've seen. Oh yeah, no, that's kind of like that's kind of his whole thing. It feels like he has a lot of those movies. Yeah, he's got like. Yeah. He's an interesting director because he does like um, two or three movies a year. Um, I'm not sure if he's still doing that many now, but um, like he's got like well over like 130 movies in his filmography because he's been yeah, doing that crazy. since like the early 90s. And you know he's got some. Uh, I haven't seen all of them. I've only seen like 20, 25 of them. Um, but he's got some hit or miss ones. But I'd say when he's hit, he's like you know got some really good stuff. I'm still relatively new to his filmography, but um, yeah, I'd say Ichi the Killer is probably my favorite so far. I definitely like to talk about some of his other stuff <laughs> on here. It's more sure, like yeah. Gozu like, and Audition and Dead or Alive. Um, mine's probably 13 Assassins, definitely. Yeah, that one's really good, too. Yeah. I need to rewatch that. I um, At one point, I was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to watch a whole bunch of Takashi Miki movies. And I watched like 15 of them in like three days. And like they all blended together, <laughs> and like I really need to rewatch some of them because some of them are really good, and some of them are like mediocre, and they just blended together. So, uh, like I watched that and um, Blade of the Immortal right back to back, and both are like samurai movies with a lot of action, and like yeah, I need to rewatch them. I mean, there's always Z- Z- Zebra Man. Zebra Man. Yeah, it's another it's another Mike film. It's um Zebra Man. The, what? This a, fa- a failed what? teacher tries to escape everyday life by dressing up as Zebra Man the superhero. That wow. sounds great. I mean Takashi Mike, you know. That looks Zebra- awesome. what, is it like is it like based on a comic or something? Um I should let me double check. No matter that to the watch list. He's got some interesting, um, because like he can do um really serious like um audition, um like that's a very grounded movie. It's a very movie. deep like, movie not, for sure. Yeah, it's not over the top at all. And then he'd go on to do something like Happiness of the Katakuris, where it's like a completely off the wall weird like comedy musical, and then he'll do like hor- like I, I feel like a lot of people think of him as either like a he makes like yakuza movies or he makes like horror movies. Like he's got like a a lot of weird stuff. Like he's got a whole bunch of like um, children's stuff, like a whole bunch yeah. of like children's television, um, apparently. And yeah, he's just a very interesting director. Um, yeah, a lot of 
he's got like great range for sure. And having watched like um, the happiness of the Katakuris and uh, audition, uh, it feels like Ichi the Killer is kind of like a like a byproduct of both these films. Like it has the comedy like of the point. Katakuris, but it has the serious kind of themes of audition. Like it's kind of like a mix of both. Um, yeah, for sure. Like kinda... Maybe a bit of Visitor Q in there too. Yeah, you know, some of the dark themes plus comedy. Yeah, like, I keep saying comedy and it's funny, but, like, I, I would say each of the doesn't try to be funny at all. It, it, it's not like, man, okay, we're going to, you know, Kakihara's going to crack a joke now. You know, it's just, like, sort of naturally funny. For sure, yeah. The comedy, what makes it funny is that it's 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 so natural. Like, it just happens. Like, um, I really like the scene. It's just, it's this small moment, but it's like um, when Kakihara's, um, he's thrown out of the syndicate and he just, like, walks out the door and then he comes back in and then he just, like, he, he, the door hits um, Suzuki, who's like, oh, yeah. has yeah, the bandages on his and he falls bandages. down, starts, starts yelling. And it's, it was, that was so funny because it was just so natural. Like, another moment that made me crack up, and just, yeah, it's another small thing, but it's like um, when um, Kakira is asking his men who who's willing to stay with him. Um, and then that one dude with long hair is like, yo, I'm out. Um, and, and he, he stabs him like, in the foot. He stabs him in the foot, and then the next scene, you just see him walking like beside Kagihara with like this like massive wooden thing, like just yeah, freaking stabbed to his foot. It's, it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, you know something. Um, something. Um, I, you know, I couldn't really tell who was who. Um, in the commentary, but um, it was two guys on um, Takashi Miike and the uh, um, writer of the manga and art manga artist uh what's his name um, kirio yamamoto um I, I i forget which one it was but um, one of them pointed out it's like in some of the scenes um something violent will be happening but like the characters really won't be reacting to it they'll just kind of be there and like like in other movies you know it would be like that's the center point of the scene but this is like you know um is just like slowly like sticking a needle in someone's face and everyone's just kind of sitting there watching you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah. 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 Because it's so natural in this world of the Yakuza type of stuff, you know? Yeah, and everyone's just so used to it. Yeah. It was kind of funny seeing everyone's reactions to, um, everyone's different reactions to just, like, what Kakihara was doing. It was kind of funny. Yeah. I love the, um, the oil scene. That's such a... Oh, yeah. I really love the, um, the... uh, you know, that was another thing I was going to point out was the the practical effects are great. Um, like the CGI is pretty bad, but the um, the special effects are great. Like the the oil scene when he's got like um, he's all like strung up um, oh, yeah. with the, with the hooks in his back, or like the scene when um, the guy punches Kakihara, but he like rips he like degloves his hand um, with his mouth. Um, like that looked great. Just like all the um, Practical effects and practical um, gore and stuff look great in it. Um, oh, for sure, it has some great gore. Like, I'm not really someone who's like um, affected by gore, but I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, me there neither. Some, there are some. Yeah. There are some scenes in this movie that, like, you know, kind of got me. Yeah, the tongue. Just, like, you know, just, always... the tongue scene. I'm sensitive to that shit. Like, yeah, that that got me. Because, like, you think it, it would like, um, <laughs> like cut away or something. Um, I'm not gonna spoil it, but that's probably my second favorite. Um, tongue cutting scene there's another um whatever oh, that's a dumb reference but um it, like yeah yeah similar movie um uh, south korean movie 
beloved South Korean movie, but um, there's a scene where a guy cuts his tongue off and um, it cuts away. Um, but like in this, he cuts it and it really does look like he's cutting his tongue. Um, it, it's a really good effect, at least at first when he's cutting it. Um, yeah, and that's, that's why it feels like too. when they wanted to do like like actual serious um, effects, like they they did it, and but they, when they wanted it to look over the top, like. They, yeah, when it turned into a cartoon with the, the blood yeah. spraying everywhere, or the guy splitting in half, or whatever. Man, I think all oh, that was a good call. Like, um, what they want, what they, um, what they intended for it to look uh, over the top works, and what they intended for it to look realistic works as well. Yeah, or like the scene mix. when um, I forget what exactly it is, but Takihara and um, oh, the girl, what's her name? It's like Karen, I think. Oh, uh, Kara. Um... Something like that. I'm not sure, but she speaks she speaks English for most of the movie, which I thought was yeah. a bit odd. Um, and F1 just seems to yeah, it's understand kind of, it. I guess yeah. Um, I think I, I think she was um, in the commentary. They said she was um, from Hong Kong, and that oh. she went between um, speaking English and Chinese and Japanese, and that it was sort of um, just a thing in the movie. I guess that it's like everyone understands whatever language. Um, maybe this is, um, because I'm a dumb American, but I couldn't tell when people were speaking Chinese and people were speaking Japanese. Um, apparently there was Chinese, um, people were speaking Chinese at some points in the movie, but I didn't catch that. Um, oh yeah, me either. I did. I did not know that. But uh, yeah, it was kind of like, there's no, like the language barrier kind of just doesn't exist in this universe. Um, that's what Mikae said in the commentary but um anyway um Takahara and Karen they, they go to like a it's just like a heroin dealer or something um to, to like find out where the um the junkie guy is and he like grabs her hand and like breaks her fingers backwards and it's like that was like a oof kind of just a cringe in, oh, in yeah. a good way cringe not like, like that was a good that was a great effect just like cracks backwards and yeah that type of thing yeah it has some effective moments for sure but I never thought it was, like, disturbing. Um, maybe that's just because I've seen a lot of these types of movies, but I never thought it was actually, like, disturbing. Maybe the themes in it, but um, just the actual, like, what they show and stuff. Yeah, and I, I also like that uh, the effect. Well, that's also an over-the-top one, but when yeah, Ichi, like, um, he uses his his um, his kind of... His, his shoe blades kind of on... Uh, and then he, there's that effect where just blood kind of just sprays out of, just kind of sprays, and then over the top. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. It kind of pays homage to, like, older Japanese films, like samurai films. Um, like the Lone Wolf and Cub movies, I remember they had that effect. I, I need to oh, see those. those like, I've seen the first one. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think they get better and better as they go, personally. Um, but I haven't seen, like, the last two. Yeah, it actually reminds me of a... A funny quote I saw on a DVD of it, of Ichi the Killer. Um, hold on, let me let me see where is it. Oh yeah, Ichi is Ichi the Killer. It's probably the Citizen Kane of arterial spray movies, or at least the Casablanca. Oh, <laughs> that's good. I remember this. Yeah, I always... that was brilliant. Yeah. But if it's the if it's the Casablanca, I wonder what the Citizen Kane would be. Yeah. Any... Yeah. What would? Hmm. Maybe like Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Oh yeah, Kill Bill also had that uh, blood spring effect. That's the other movie I was looking for. I was like, I saw another movie like that. Uh, yeah, you know, um, 
Tar- Tarantino has been known, has even commented on BK's films before, hasn't he? He's very much. Yeah, he said, he's a big um, fan of Audition. He's uh, yeah. he said that's one of his favorite films. Yeah, um, he, I don't um, know about also, the other ones. In the commentary, um, BK said that. Um, um, first off, I guess Tarantino um, loves each of the killer. Um, he said it was really great and loved it. And um, he said that specific scene where um, I forget the actor's name. But it's the big guy who was yelling at brought um, He said that he loved that scene so much that he got that guy to be in Kill Bill. Um, I, I forget who he plays in Kill Bill. Um, actually, let me look up the guy's name. It was like Takayama. Um, was it wasn't like yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, the, Su- that big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the big, like, Kakihara's, like, kind of. Oh, he always goes around with his group. Oh, Sean Sagata. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Kill Bill. Who was he in Kill Bill? Let's see. Let's see yeah, one of those, like, um, the Black he was in Boss Benta. Um, hmm. Oh, like, was he one of those guys in like that um that boardroom? Yeah, where, when they're all talking with um. Yeah, with um Maggie. Who, what's her name? What's that actress? Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she kills them all. I think he was one of those. Or she one guy's head off, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And then like Boss Benta. Yeah, I, I bet it was in that scene. But yeah, apparently, um, he loves him so much in um, each of the killer that he got him to. It seems like a Tarantino movie. It, does. it seems like something he'd like. Well, what I find interesting about Mike is that, you know, he said before in an interview that he doesn't intentionally make violent films. He he create he makes character pieces that just some that usually end up being violent because that's where the characters go. Yeah. yeah. You can you can you can see that in um Ichi the Killer because you've got two different polar opposites of um, uh, sadism. There's sadomasochism, and there's the sadist uh, that yeah. feels guilty for it. And you just see them to those two walking around their own situation and uh, the death yeah, but it's just disappearance a... of uh, uh Kakiyo's boss. And that's like, um, yeah, it's just that's naturally how it would work out is for it to be a very violent movie. Yeah. Um, you know, that's actually something interesting. Um, um. I read about the, um, what's his name? The guy who made the manga. Um, I have it here. Hideo Yamamoto. Um, he said that the, the manga is actually like um, sort of a romance <laughs> because of the um, um, Kakihara's um, obsession with like pain and um, his like, um, the dynamic between him and Ichi and like how he's like, um, Actually, that's one thing I wanted to bring up um, about the ending um, that I really love in the movie. Um, so, would it be okay if I spoiled the ending to the manga because it's different? I mean, yeah, we, did, sure. we did left, say spoiler warning, so yeah. Okay, yes. And for anyone who hasn't read the manga and is into that type of thing, I recommend them. I recommend the manga too. It's um, pretty much like same exact story and everything. But um, in the manga, um. Actually, I guess we should say the movie first. So in the movie, um, he finally, Ichi finally catches up with Kakihara, and they're um, they're on the rooftop, and that whole thing, Ichi's, or Kakihara's all excited, and then Ichi just kind of, um, after he kills the, uh, what was his name, K- Kanaka, I think? It was like, um, the, one of Kakihara's guys, then he just starts crying and laying on the ground. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. Um, Kakihara was so severely disappointed. Oh, just yeah, Kaneko. Kaneko, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have something to say about him too, but a little bit. Um, then Kakihara stabs himself in the ears, and um, at least this is how I see it. I'm pretty sure this was the intention. Um, that he imagines Ichi runs over and beats him up and kicks him off the rooftop and then he dies. Um, but I think he actually just killed himself. He just jumped off because when he falls down, um, when Ichi was fighting him, he like cut his forehead. And then when Shinya Tsukamoto's character, um, what was the name, Shishi or whatever, he sees him at the bottom and he like, moves his hair and there's no mark on his forehead. So I saw that he um. was just so disappointed, he just jumped off and killed himself. And I think that's a really interesting ending because it's like, you know, you know, his boss is gone. Um, Karen's gone, even though he did, she didn't seem to be satisfying him with whatever she was doing, beating him up or whatever. And um, now Ichi is just complete disappointment. So he's just, you know, that's it. You know, there's no one left to kill me. So he just killed himself. Um, yeah, it feels like he was living his whole life for Ichi at this point. Like Ichi was the only thing that was like worth it yeah, for it's him. Like, just... Even though he's been like torturing people and doing horrible things the whole movie, I kind of feel bad for him at the very end there when he... Because um, it's a weird thing to want, but all he wanted was like you know someone to inflict levels, the levels of pain that his boss was, and he was living for pain essentially. Um, yeah. And now that he couldn't get like he couldn't yeah. be satisfied, um, and without satisfaction, obviously he just he couldn't get it. He couldn't live anymore. And that's so. that's what's so weird about the manga. So in the manga, Ichi catches up with them. Yeah, Ichi is like completely crazed. I kind of forget why, but he's like completely loses it at that point. And he chases him around. He like cuts his arm off. Um, he, like, slashes them all up, and then he, um, he, um, Kakihara tries to jump from one building to the next, and, um, like, misses, and then falls and dies, and is like, falling, and he's like, yo, this is great, or whatever, and it dies, and what's weird about that is, I feel like that really deflates kind of the character arc, because in the movie, he's completely disappointed, but in the manga, it's like he, even though he dies, he kind of lives out his fantasy or whatever of Ichi being this horrible monster that does this to him and I, I feel like it's just a very different ending and like that's why in the manga the guy who made it said it's sort of a romance because of it all builds up to this one thing and like I don't know uh, I mean it's not really a romance it's not romantic at all but like you know between the um, status and the mask is kind of because it's the two extremes but I don't know I just I prefer the movie ending I, I think it's like Way better is like everyone loses, kind of, you know, kind of fits the like um, really dark tones of the movie. I, I think a lot more than the ending of the manga. So, uh, um, just to clear, just to clear it up, like once again, spoiler warning, because that is going to be a spoiler. But that person that was hanging from the tree at the end, that was Gigi, wasn't it? That's something I was going to talk about. So, um, the first couple times I watched it, I was like, wait, what? Like, I had no idea what happened there. Um, and then, yeah, so the way I see it, um, um, Kaneka, Kanaka, whatever the guy's name, he was like the, he used to be a police officer or whatever he said. Um, his kid, who's like kicking um, Ichi, he's like mad because he just killed his father and he's like kicking him. Um, that was a great scene, by the way. Yeah, that was. I love, that's like one of my favorite movie climaxes, kind of, even though it's like, Technically anticlimactic because there's no big fight, but I love that whole scene. Um, he's fighting. He's like beating him up, and then Gigi, um, after he sees Kakihara is dead, he kind of just looks up like, "Oh shit!" and then runs back up, and it cuts to him hanging there, 
and then you see a kid walking away, and he turns around, and it looks like a slightly older version of, um, I think his name was Takashi, I think was the kid's name. And so yes. I, I, I see it that that implied um, that he kind of um, got revenge, maybe, because he knew um, what Gigi did with Ichi, maybe, to get him to kill his father. But this is where I have some questions and some stuff I don't think really makes sense in the plot. Um, but yeah, I took it that he killed Gigi, that he, I guess, hung him there or killed him and hung him there. Um, but something I don't really get is, um, first off, what is Gigi's motivation for doing all of this? Is he just, yeah. is he, tr was he trying to kill Kakihara in particular? Because he seems so happy when they finally sees him there dead, but, or does he just like get off on manipulating people or cause like the whole thing is like, he's manipulating manipulating Ichi, he manipulates um, Akihara to, like, do the whole thing. He gives him faulty information or whatever about the um, the guy that he does the whole oil thing to. Um, he's, like, he's pitting everyone against each other, and then, like, everyone dies, but, like, what was his motivation? Like, what was the point of it? Even Karen, like, at one point, it's kind of hinted at that she's also um, under his hypnotism. Kind of, too. So it's, like, yeah, like, what was his motivation for all that, though? And it's not very clear. In the manga, it's a lot more clear, but um, I, I didn't quite get in the movie, like, what the point of everything he did was. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, that is yeah. that is uh, an interesting thing. Um, I don't know if he has, like, a concrete motivation, actually. Like, it is kind of hard to pinpoint. My guess is that he's just kind of trying to rise to the top, you know, just kind of putting all these powerful gangs um, against each other. And then I, I guess he's just trying to make his way to the top um kind of i don't know yeah because in the manga he was um specifically um there's actually a lot more emphasis on this than in the movie but there's a whole thing about um that um the, like apartment complex was like yakuza mansion that was like where all the bad guys are and he was like trying to empty it out he was just trying to like get everyone killed up everyone in there killed um, that was sort of, it, it's still not completely clear why he was doing that, if he had, like, a, what he was trying to do, but, um, it was a bit more clear in the, um, manga, and also he, at the very end, he, um, um, Ichi, I, I kind of forget, even, even though I just read the other day, but I think he completely just sort of loses it in the manga, um, and then Gigi, he takes the kid, um, the uh, Kanaka's kid, and he says, like, oh, here, come with me. I'll take care of you. I'm your, um, I'm actually your uncle. I'm a friend of your dad's, or, or I mean, either it's something like that. And it's sort of implied that he's going to, like, turn him into the next Ichi. And it's, like, re a really dark ending, because it's, like, it just kind of starts over, because I guess that's how he, you know, that's how he got Ichi um, in the first place. And, but, like, I don't know if that's what it was implied in the movie, that like maybe he did that and then he killed Gigi the kid or if um Gigi made just like as revenge later on or when he was older um any thoughts on that on that ending or anything um no not really like I was kind of confused by myself yeah yeah I... Gigi I don't I don't know if Gigi purposefully meant uh, left without some sort of clear motivation, rather just as a sort of um, foil to um, everyone, basically. Kakihara. 
So just someone yeah. to like accentuate the other two. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was clear. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't. I don't think it was um, trying to give him a specific motivation. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Actually, you know, I guess. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Just because I. I don't think like that's what we're supposed to focus on. I don't think that's what matters. I think what what matters is kind of um, the Ichi and, and Kakihara and kind of their 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 dynamic. But like, what brings them together is not really important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, it's also a very um, unique take on, like, a Yakuza movie. Because a lot of those types of, like, gangster-type movies always... Um, a lot of them kind of fall into the same um, same cliches and stuff. And this one really doesn't. It's very unique. Because, like, like you said, it's about the characters. It's not about the Yakuza or about... Um, it is about Kakihara and Eiji. Which... Well, for sure. Yeah, there's, there's, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this movie. Yeah, it's so unique. Very yeah. unique. Yeah, so, um, Dan, um, since you seem to not like it as much as we did, um, um, is there anything that you specifically disliked about it? Like, anything you know, griped with I mean, it? Because, like, it's, cause, like it, I, didn't, I didn't dislike it, but I, I, I couldn't say I really enjoyed it. It wasn't a very enjoyable watch like i didn't really go into it. i wasn't really super having a lot of fun or anything but i did actually think it was really good i thought that um the way they that um oh who's the writer um, oh the writer's name has left me, uh, oh, me... the way me the, the way Mike presented kakiara and um ichi was actually interesting to look at but kakiara is definitely my favorite character out of all of them, or maybe even Karen. I like Karen's character too. Um, yeah, I think I think the power dynamic between Kakiara and Karen, uh, Kakiara and Boss, was really it was interesting to actually see how they played out. And you don't really see a lot of films exploring um, masochism as much. Yeah, and yeah. You can I see think it's it in a very Hanukkah films, but and like yeah, mainstream. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. not, not really. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, another great, great movie. I would actually say it's probably better than this one. Um, it's going for a very different, um, um, very different point of the movie and a very different tone. But um, the piano teacher. Uh, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Michelle Hanukkah, Michael Hanukkah. I'm not sure. Um, but that's a very that's interesting movie about. Yeah, they're very, very like they seem like total opposite movies, but really they kind of they kind of deal with the same themes, like just getting yeah, because like the pleasure sexual from repression, exactly. yeah, repression, yeah, masochism, and like the dynamics of control, like between the yeah, I, I won't spoil anything in that movie, but um, um, that would be interesting. We, we need to talk about some Haneke or Haneke films at some point. Yeah, on the podcast. He's a very interesting director. Um, yeah, yeah, um, the writer you said you. Writer's name is um, Sakichi Sato, I think. The writer of Ichi. Ah. Yeah, he wrote Gozu too, which I I wasn't aware of that. Um, that's a that's like a if Kashimike made like a David Lynch movie. That's a really weird, very insane movie. Um, apparently, the guy who wrote Ichi and Gozu also wrote um, Ichi Origins, which is the prequel. Um, which isn't directed by Mike, but has the same guy who played Ichi. 
What's his he also name? acted in Kill Bill, apparently. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, um, I watched the prequel, um, Ichi Origins, or One Ichi, which and it was terrible. I, I, I really didn't like it at all. It felt like, um, even though it had the same guy playing Ichi, and he was he was good in it, um, he played it about the same. Um, it was felt really um, felt like high school students made it or something, or like teenagers made it in their backyard. Um, very amateurish, um, just really cheesy, but like in a bad way. Um, yeah. Also, just real quick, I also watched the anime adaptation each of the killer episode zero which i think it was supposed to be like a whole series but they just made the first episode and then maybe just never finished it or got canned or something but that was interesting it was it was a cool take on it seeing an anime form but it really wasn't anything great so what does it cover is it like the same story but like animated or is it like does it like further the story or um it does a little bit so it starts out um it actually, like the opening scene is um, the uh, like last final confrontation between Ichi and Kakihara. Um, it looks like it was going for the manga one where he um, cuts his arm off and stuff. And so, and it starts with that, and that cuts all the way back. Um, there is a prequel manga. I think it's also called Ichi Origins, um, but and I think it might explain this. I'm not sure, but um, I haven't read it. I just read the main Ichi one, but um, it's like. Ichi um, is, like, with his family, and he's, like, um, you know, he's a sadist, and I think he's just in high school. Um, I don't think he really knows how to deal with it, and then um, he ends up uh, killing his parents, and he's, like, in a place in, like, a, like a asylum type of thing, or not house or whatever, and, like, Gigi kind of picks him up and says, like, oh, I'll take care of him, and that's sort of, like, the origin of, like, how he'll, um, you know, he'll um, control him. To be sort of his personal, you know, hitman type of thing. So that was interesting, but I didn't think the I didn't think the anime um, particularly. I don't know. It wasn't really didn't really have the same tone exactly as the movie or the manga. And, and um, Mike wasn't involved in, in any of these, right? No, like, no, same right and all that. Because here's the thing, like what. We said this earlier, like, about, like, Gigi not really needing to have, like, a motivation. Um, mm-hmm. I think, like, having a prequel to Ichi is kind of unnecessary because, like, the movie exactly. is kind of about exactly. the characters and, like, yeah. their dynamic. And, like, we don't need to explore Ichi as a character. We don't need to explore what happened to him. Like, the whole point of the movie is, like, what's happening now and, like, the story. And we don't need to, like, go in-depth about him. Or yeah, it's like the interesting like part that. of Ichi's story is happening in the movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the prequel is just sort of the same thing. He's like going around and he's real shy and he's like um, being bullied or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, it's just not as interesting. And like, um, I do think like with Gigi, um, the sort of thing like he picked him up as like and took him in um, sort of thing, it works in the manga. It wasn't in the Ichi manga, but I assume it was in the prequel. I'm not sure. Um, he picks him up and then he picks up the other kid at the end of each of the killer. Um, I thought that was sort of interesting, but, um, you know, something, it's not really clear what happens to Ichi after the movie ends. Um, like, it's just kind of ends, you know, he's laying there crying and the, um, kids beating him up. Like, it's implied that maybe, I, I doubt it because he's just a kid, but like, it's implied that maybe he kills him. I'm, I'm not really sure. Like, cause not Ichi kills the kid, but the kid kills Ichi. I, I'm not really sure. It's just like, 
it, they leave that kind of open-ended, like, what happens to him. Because if the kid killed Gigi, like, you know, kind of where'd that go, you know? But Also, like yeah. you said, that's not really the point. It was about Takara and Gigi's. But still, I thought that was a bit, you know, not really sure what happened there. It wasn't very clear. Yeah, and it's interesting, kind of like what happens to the kid, because um, you know, yeah, the, that person that turns around at the end of the movie, and the last, the final shot um, is an older, yeah, like you said, and like it kind of feels like he, he becomes a sort of version of Ichi, but like just like different, kind of. It's hard to explain this, but like kind of, kind of mirroring Ichi, but like with different different motivations, and kind of feels like he's an opposite sort of. Exactly, and like. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but was he sort of wearing like not Ichi's like um his like superhero outfit costume with a one, not that, but like was he sort of wearing something like Ichi was wearing like a hoodie? He and, was because I thought it was yeah. Ichi at, at first. Then he turned around. and I was like, wait, that's not Ichi, but like I thought it was yeah. him. Yeah, I I think so. I think that's what I think that's what they were going for. Um, also, here's a quick thing um about Gigi. Um, why did he say Kanaka is your brother? Like, what was the point of him saying that? Because, like, the whole movie, he's saying, oh, these guys look like your bullies, you know, you're going to get revenge on them, or whatever. But why did he say that was his brother? Like, yeah, I was Because he kills that. him. Yeah. It's... Like, like I don't see um, why he did that. Because in the manga, again, back to this, um, he said, um, he said, that, oh, yeah, I know this guy, Kanaka. Um, you know, I know I'm friends with him. And then um, Shishi used that as, like, oh, you know, and high school you you were friends with the guy and then he was also bullied to he bullied you too to fit in and then that was sort of a motivation to kill Kanaka even though he was friends with them but I didn't see the point of that in the in the movie like I I didn't see the point of saying that's your brother um like the first time I watched it I thought oh wait so that's his brother and I thought that was just like a weird like twist like thrown in like oh this is your long lost brother but like it's clear that it's not. He's just saying that. But I don't get why. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see what motivation that would give to Ichi. Like, I don't get that. <laughs> That's just a very particular thing, but I don't know. I don't know if there's really a real, like, reason. It just felt kind of random. A lot of things in the movie felt really random. Yeah. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there was a very, like, a real reason. And if... And if some of you are big fans of this movie, you can tell us that in the comments, like, the reason. But I can't really think of one. I think it's just kind of, like, a random, like, um... Yeah, maybe on my on my fifth or sixth watch, I'll pick something up. Because, like, like I said before, when I first watched it, I really, um... really had no idea what was going on. I just, with the plot or the characters, I just kind of followed, like, the basic, okay, Kakihara doing this, Ichi doing this. And then after I watched it a few more times, um every time I sort of pick up on something else, and it's like, oh, so this is what was happening here, and it connects to this. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of talking a lot, um, but I guess it's just because I really like this movie. I have a lot to say about it. I don't know. I'll hope I'm not talking too much over everyone. No, no. That's the kind of the idea of a podcast to talk exactly. too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can just sit here in silence. That would work. Yeah, It was pretty good so far. All right. Yeah. yeah. See you next week. Um, I think, though, we can't talk about... We can't have a discussion about this movie, though, without talking about one of the absolute funniest scenes in cinema history, and that's um, 
Oh, yeah. he, he takes off his shirt. Fuck, I almost didn't bring this up. How did I forget about that? We have to. We have. That was the yeah. first time I yeah. watched that. I was absolutely su- shocked at how. Yeah, she now Sukamoto's was... head on top of this completely ripped um, um, bodybuilder's body. That's it's such a hilar- so hilarious. It looks so yeah, fake was... and so funny. Yeah, that's, I love that. That's that's just such a great. Um... You know what's funny about that though is um, so in the in the manga. I gotta go back to this because it is a very um, faithful adaptation of the manga. It pretty much follows the story beat for beat and the characters and everything. But um, in the manga, Gigi, he's like a, um, he's really short, uh, and he's like he looks like an old man. Apparently, he had like his um, his like facial um, uh, facial surgery or whatever to look like an old man so he can trick people or something. But he's on steroids. He's constantly taking steroids. So he's completely pumped, you know, he's completely ripped. And, but he's covered up in like a little, um, a little trench coat or whatever. So he doesn't look like it. But in the movie, that's just like completely out of nowhere. That's so hilarious. It's just, yeah, it's such yeah. a great scene. And he, like, one of the scenes that is body body or whatever. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, Shino Tsukamoto. Um, he's an inter- interesting director, um, all on his own, you know, like, I'd like to talk about some of his movies at some point. Yeah, I need to watch more of his movies. I mean, of course, I've seen like Tetsuo, which is kind of like his, oh, his big, his big film. Like, um, yeah, I need to see that. He has a lot of other yeah. smaller ones. Yeah, I've seen a few other ones. Um, Tokyo Fist is pretty good. Um, um, Kotako, I think it's called, is pretty good. He's got some commentary. I want to watch ones. a Bullet Ballet. Bullet Ballet. That's the one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a really, um, yeah, he's got an interesting style. And he usually stars in his own movies. Um, also, here's a little fun fact here. Um, the opening credits, um, there's when Ichi is watching um, the guy, Pimp or whatever, beat up the girl. And then the guy looks out and there's like cum on the plant. Um, that's real That's real cum. Real semen. Um, from... According to Mike, oh. that's mostly Shinya from Shinya Sukumaro. Oh, was it mostly uh, he, from him? Yeah, he he supplied it, and then like there wasn't enough, so some of the um, CG crew um, <laughs> uh, contributed. Oh, I didn't know that. And, uh, I didn't know he. I, I just think that's great. That, um, like the actual like title appears in it. That CG, obviously, but um, yeah, that's real. So yeah, yeah. Mike with that authenticity. Yeah, that's I, it's still pre- that's such a crazy fact. Like I just. He would totally do that, and I just, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was funny that it was, oh, it's mostly Shinya from Shinya Sukumoto. <laughs> just, uh, kind of funny. Um, actually, let me look through my notes. I, I wrote down all this stuff, but, like, I don't know. Um, mm, I pretty much brought up all my main points about it. Um, yeah, me too. Um... Um, yeah, something real quick. I, I do see a lot of people criticizing it um, for all its like violence against women, um, and like how every female character is like horribly mistreated. But like every character in the whole movie is horribly mistreated. The entire movie, like every character, is like brutalized in some way. So I don't feel like it's particularly misogynistic in some way. You know, yeah, I think it's like um, all the violence, whether it be against men or women, in this film is completely necessary for what it's trying to. Um... Yeah, for what I'm trying to say, really, for the for the movie. Um, yeah, for sure. It's not. Yeah, I don't think it's um particularly directed at. Um, yeah, 
I just I see that a lot of like on letterbox reviews, like some of them, oh half star, you know, I hate this movie because of this or that. And um But yeah, side note though, I do feel really bad for that one prostitute in the movie because like I mean it's not a criticism of the movie, it's just like mm -hmm. generally because every like in every single scene you see her in like no exaggeration, she's either getting beat up or tortured or raped or something. Yeah. She, she yeah. never catches a break. I mean, it's like... Yeah. Wait, um, yeah. wait, do you mean the, like, at the beginning, the one Ichi kills? That woman, yeah. And then she okay, gets her nipples I think... cut off. Um, that's not the same one, though. No, not? at the, no, it's, um, he kills her after he kills, after he splits a guy in half. Oh, he, he does, like, oh yeah. And then later, yeah. later in the movie, um, actually, um, yeah, with the, the torture, and then, actually, that's a, sort of an odd scene. Um, Kanaka, uh, that guy, um, he's sort of, like, the whole movie, he's just sort of a, um, he's just kind of there, he's kind of, not exactly like he's a good guy, but he doesn't seem like he's a bad guy, but then he just snaps, and he, like, he starts kicking her, and he kills her, and it's like, that's just, like, sort of a, like, man, you know, I expected to expect that from this character. Um, it's interesting, because it just shows his breaking point, and, you know, every, yeah. everyone has that. And, yeah. Um, it was a great character exploration. This movie is great at like, at yeah, so many great working. characters. Yeah, yeah. It shows like Tanako. We thought he was just this, 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 um, this calm, just more on the good side because nobody's really good in this movie, like we established. Um, but it's interesting that it finally shows its breaking point, uh, like that late in the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's just really, really great characters overall. Um, it's probably definitely the best part, and like. I hear people saying this movie's boring. Like, how? How is this movie boring? It's yeah, like, it's... even if you don't... Even if you're not following the plot closely, it's like, just like seeing what's happening in each scene, there's always something happening. You know, it's not like a... You know, it's not a Michael Bay movie where it's constant action, but like... Um, yeah, it's just... I, I feel like scene to scene is just like very interesting. I mean, I've seen it four times, and like, I can definitely see myself rewatching this. I, I think it's really rewatchable, even though it's, it's over two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, first of all, it's definitely not a boring movie. And even in terms of, like, you know, sometimes the movie's, like, heavy and you can't rewatch it. Like, this movie deals with, like, heavy themes, but it's not a heavy movie, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, definitely some really dark stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's, like, man, you know, you're not going to go get, um, walk away from this movie depressed. Like, For even sure. though I don't really have that problem, like, um, people say, like, something like, say, come and see, um, the war movie, it's like, oh, you know, I can only watch this movie once, it's a masterpiece, but like, I don't really have that, I can watch heavy and dark movies, like, over and over. Um, I, I really don't, I'm not offended or disturbed I mean, easily. I think it's just sort of like the, if it's rather if you feel uncomfortable with it, but I still make myself uncomfortable. Like, I willingly put myself in that situation. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. It's definitely not a um, not something you want to watch with the family, you know, sure. but like, yeah, it is a some um, pretty uncomfortable stuff. Um, um, I'm kind of just jumping all over the place with like what I'm talking about and going back to stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm guessing that I'll get better at um, talking in a more structured way <laughs> for the podcast. Um, yeah, everyone should bear with us for this one. Yeah. Because we will get better. We will, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
Oh, um, one more thing about the ending. So, what do you take um, away from that shot um, after Kaikara? Um, I, I think he jumps. Some people think that Ichi actually did kill him, but I think he jumped off and killed himself, right? Like that was the implication. I didn't really tell. I didn't. I don't. Um, like when I watched it, I, I did think like um, that Ichi did like killed him. But now that you mention it, it is very likely that he killed himself. Because he sees him as like the color grading is different. It's like blue or kind of bluish, and like you see him standing there with the kid's head in his hand, and then he runs toward him and he kicks him. You know him off and kicks him off and says, oh this is great yeah and then the thing with the um thing in his forehead and it's gone so i took that he just killed himself but um um i i didn't get the shot um after that you see him sitting in like a bathtub and yeah like, i was his, just like, about to mention that That's what and like his mouth up. opens and I, I was that implied that Gigi did something with him like he dragged him away or something or like is it supposed to be like he's still alive because like First off, I, I think that was Sokka that's like, oh, he's still alive. I think it's a great ending to his character. Um, but I, I don't know, like, what was the implication there? Or was that just, like, like what was that? It was just a weird Mika thing they just threw in there? Because, like, I don't know, like, what was the point of that shot? I, I didn't, and, like, the really cheesy CGI mouth opens up. Like, what was that? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of things yeah. to unpack with it. I don't really understand everything, but it is a great ending. Yeah. It almost feels like, um, you know, I don't know, a movie where it's like a character dies and it's like actually a post credit scene, you know, he's still alive. It almost felt like that almost. Like I don't know. I just I don't quite get what that's supposed to mean. It but. did feel like that, but it felt like more it felt deeper than that for some reason. I don't feel like he was I don't think Mike would do like something so generic. Yeah, yeah, but it just sort of felt like that. Like the implication yeah, was it that did, for alive. sure. For sure. Yeah. Um I really like just side note, um I really loved when um just little things Kakihara does, like when he um, breathes the smoke out from his um, cut open cheeks. Uh, like that was oh, really cool. Like he like breathes it, like he doesn't like like the gills or something. That was kind of cool. Or, his introduction um, scene was great. Yeah, and that's the whole thing where it's like um, it's got some good transitions. Like um, goes from the room being covered in blood to it being clean to Kakihara standing there. Like that was a cool transition. Yeah. Or um. Or like I think later in the movie, there's one I wrote down in my notes. Um, it's like I think I talked about it earlier. Kakara like breaks um, that woman's hand, or like her fingers, and she starts screaming, and then it cuts mid-scream to like the guy in like withdrawal, like ripping up the room, and there's pillows all over, and he's screaming, and then he's like inside a TV. That really weird scene when he's like oh, sitting yeah. inside a TV, uh, and it's was, like that was yeah. a cool transition, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. that. That was also one of those moments I considered comedic, like when it just cuts that dude inside the TV. Yeah. And he's just, yeah, just taped like... up, and it's just, like, so random, and it was really funny. Um, yeah. Also, yeah, talking about this movie, I was, I wanted to um, kind of shout out, like, how, like, you know, we talked about, we talked about the effects and stuff, but I really, um, I thought, like, the, its use of music was really good. Um Just yes. kind of how, yeah. how Mike plays, like, some really... Um, kind of upbeat music during scenes, and it kind of just adds this sort of vibe to it. Um, yeah, like puts, the scene like some sort I'm... of trance kind of. Yeah, 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 like um, I really love the. I think it's I forget if it's called Ichi's theme or Kakihara's theme, but it's like the it plays throughout the movie several times. It, it's a really cool theme. Um, apparently in the commentary they talked about this. Apparently the composer, um, he made all the music after 
um, like reading the manga. So he like made the music for the like to the manga for the movie. Um, he didn't actually like watch the whole movie and make mo- the music for specific scenes. Um, so that was interesting. I, I don't really care that being done often, but um, also um, the, goal, yeah. sure. at one point, Kakihara's phone rings and it's like his theme on the as the ringtone. <laughs> I thought that was kind of oh, does uh, interesting. I how he used his music was, was really good. And also um, the camera work in general was great. Like he utilizes a lot of different lenses and stuff to just kind of um, make for a really cool and unique kind of style. And I thought that was pretty cool. You know, like the, um, like the opening scene, um, it's like the really quick pace. You see it like sort of like fast forward time lapse through the city. Um, it's like, I think it's like each young's bike. Um, and then it's like, the guy's talking and the camera will like sort of jump back and forth. It almost reminded me of like, um, in the Gaspar Noe movie, I stand alone. Um, there's like really weird, um, cuts in the editing. Yeah. That, with the like, like a noise. Yeah. Um, remind me of that. And, um, also later in the movie, um, in the last scene or second last scene, whatever on the rooftop part, um, it's, I really like the, um, the like slow motion, the use of slow motion there. Um, as to like the intensity of the scene and like the distorted, um, distorted, sta- distorted sounds and music, um, in the whole like rooftop, or at least part of the like, rooftop sequence was really cool. Um, yeah. also like when Kakihara deafens himself with his, what are those like needles? Wait, like long needles? Um, that he has, but he like deafens himself and you just hear all the sound like distort and then go completely out. That was like yeah. an interesting, interesting effect. Yeah. Michi scre- Ichi screaming in like a one dollar microphone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What I'm assuming my audio sounds like since I don't have a yeah. a decent it's not mic. Not as bad as Ichi yeah. was in that scene. Yeah, <laughs> standard. Stand yeah. So, do we have anything more to say about this movie? Or I, I think we pretty much covered everything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, said pretty much everything I had to say. Honestly, should we should we give a rating? So are we gonna kind of give a rating to it, or is that something we should do? Or yeah, sure, we should all say our rating for it. I think it'd be interesting. Okay. Okay. I would give it a a nine out of ten. Um, I'm very I'm very strict with my ratings. Um, I rarely give stuff ten out of ten. Um, because I I just save that for movies that are like really. Um, connected to me in a special way. But if I ever loosen that up, I'll give this a 10. But yeah, it's a nine, solid 9 out of 10 for me now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm the opposite here. I, I pretty much, I'm very, 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 very chill with my ratings. I rate pretty much everything a 9 or a 10. So this movie is a 9. Um, but I, I do generally really like it. Um, yeah. What about you, Dan? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I have to pick one. Uh, I'm going to go 8 out of 10. I'm going to go 8 out of 10 because I really appreciate the way it was written. And although the style's not for me, per se, um, I do think everyone should watch it and it's a really good film. Good. So we all got very um, positive ratings for it. That's good. The film we all like. Yeah. So that's a great, great yeah. way to start it off. Great way to start the podcast off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a. Might be talking about some more Takashi Miike movies down the road um Hopefully, yeah give yeah. me an excuse to check out more of his filmography because i really need yeah. to uh get on that yeah have either of you seen gozu 
I Gozu. have not seen Gozu. Don't think so. No, I haven't. Oh, man, that's that's such a weird movie. Like I, I do want to like see it, yeah. before, It's like Takashi Miike made a David Lynch movie. It's that's that, that, that's it's, See, now that, that's what's getting me to really want to watch it, because, like, Takashi Miike times David Lynch, like... Yeah, I mean, da- you know, clear. David Lynch has his own his whole his own whole thing going. It's nothing like Mickey, but there's some really very surreal elements to it, um, mixed with Mickey styles like comedy and um, very weird violence, and it, it's sort of a horror movie actually. It's really interesting. I, I might recommend it at some point. Cool. Yeah, look forward to look nice. forward to watch that one. So. Hmm. I don't really know how to. Um, what's next? Uh, we don't really have like a segue between um, talking about the movie and. Um, we'll have to work on the closing. Um, yeah, yeah, we might have to talk about. Um, I don't know. Something else, like figure out like a section to talk about something else at some other point, but we'll figure that out as the podcast goes along. For sure. Um, yeah. Well, don't forget okay. to share this with friends if you got any. Smash that like interested in. Yeah. If she's a killer. Yeah, yeah. And if you know anybody uh, that likes this movie or just likes movies in general, just you know. Yeah. Check check it, and we we got more more um, episodes coming out of very similar movies or not well, not similar yeah. movies, but just kind of. Yeah, we're gonna try and do this. Um, try and do this weekly. Um, I'm not sure how. You know, we're still figuring out the scheduling of it. Um, we don't have a solid, um, like a concrete time we're going to record these, but we're going to try to have them out weekly. Um, this will probably be up um, uploaded on Monday. I'm thinking. Right now, yes, it's, yes. It's Saturday night. Right. Now. Well, actually, no. Because Saturday night. We're, we're on Sunday different time night. zones, actually. Sunday yeah. <laughs> so that's a pain in the ass to try to work the schedule around, but the time zones. But um, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's four in the morning here. Um, but I don't mind. Here. I don't mind talking. Well, one in the morning, actually. But yeah. 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 Um, so, Dan, you had a, a recommendation for yes. okay. the next so episode's podcast. We have up next a Terry Gilliam film, uh, The Fisher King. Um, if you got, if anybody listening to Itchy the Killer right now wants to check out the Fisher King and see us discuss it next week, um, I feel yeah. like at the time of recording, I've not seen this movie yet, and I'm I'm very yeah, looking forward to it. Not... Yeah, and I'm I'm excited to see it because I I'm a big fan of um, Terry Gilliam. I, I love um, Green Logan in Las Vegas and um, Brazil. Um, I forget if I've seen any of the of his other stuff, but I've been meaning to watch more of his filmography. Holy Grail. Yeah, I haven't seen that actually. No. You haven't seen the Holy Grail. Oh, the Holy Grail is of oh. course a great movie. I didn't like Fear and Loathing actually as much as I wanted to. I liked the movie, but I, yeah. I didn't like love yeah, yeah. it. But um, I, 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 I love that movie. Rewatch. Like top ten for me. Um. Oh, and yeah, Holy Grail saw, of course. I also saw Twelve Monkeys, which was pretty good. Yeah, I need to see. I, I need to see more Gillian. Um, he's got interesting stuff. Holy Grail, Life of Brian, um, Fisher King, Time Bandits. Yeah, he's a very um, interesting director, for sure. Time yeah. Bandits. Time Bandits. Um, and Fisher King that has a Criterion release, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Didn't you get the Criterion, yeah. Dan? And you sent a picture. Yeah, I bought the Criterion yesterday. 
Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So that will be next episode's um, discussion. Um, and also this podcast, um, it's not, even though the first episode, um, whoever made it to the end here, um, even though the first episode is about each of the killer, we're not going to always just talk about um, weird movies or weird violent <laughs> movies like this. Uh, we're going to try and talk about a whole um, variety of different types of movies. Um, oh, sure it's going to go all over the place. You know, classic yeah. movie here, weird here it's, um, movie there. Um, it's, it will be a long day's journey to film. The comic book movie the there, no. <laughs> yeah he said the name he said the name <laughs> um yeah so that's about it for this episode um i'm not exactly sure how long we've been recording for but i think it's, gonna, it's been at least i think it's hour. near two hours yeah no two not hours. Hours. Wow. <laughs> an hour and a half an hour and a half an hour and a half something like that um yeah yeah so yeah check out um check out the next episode if you want to hear us talk more about Terry Gilliam's The Fisher King. Yeah, and we'll see you next That's, week for The Fisher right. King. Thank you guys so That's much for listening. It. Thank you. See you next